Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 87 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Penny Singleton was an actress and later a labor leader. She got her start singing on vaudeville as part of the Kitty Cabaret when she was a child, and she later sang and danced with Milton Berle. She appeared on Broadway in Jack Benny's The Great Temptations and toured extensively in nightclubs and doing plays and musicals in local theaters. She appeared with Arthur Lake as Blondie in the feature film of the same name in 1938 and later on the radio show, and in 27 Blondie sequel movies. In 1950, she had her own radio show, The Penny Singleton Show, on NBC Radio. She was also known in later years as the voice of Jane Jetson in the animated series The Jetsons on TV from 1962 to 1963. She died in 2003 at the age of 95. Now sit back and enjoy the May 30th, 1950 broadcast of The Penny Singleton Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Penny Singleton Show. <laughs> On stage tonight from Hollywood, The Penny Singleton Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Penny Singleton. I want to welcome you to our first show... In our story, I am Mrs. Penny Williamson. I live in a small city called Middleton. There's nothing very special about it. It's just a nice place to live, I guess. It's a quiet city, and I live on a quiet street in a not-so-quiet house. I say not-so-quiet because... That's one of the reasons. There's another reason. She's younger. Uh-oh, the door. Would you excuse me just one moment? Can you come upstairs? Oh, dear. Margaret, would you... I'll answer it, Mrs. Williamson. Margaret! Thank you, Margaret. I'm coming, D.D. Oh, you're trying to get breakfast and you got to answer the door. Yes? Good morning. Are you the lady of the house? I'm the cook, but I'm also a lady. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm positive. Oh. <laughs> My name is Mr. Pringle. I'm with the Trotter Poll, and we're making a survey to determine who is the American family's favorite American. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> uh, I'd like to have some facts about the family. Uh, what is the lady's name, please? Mrs. Penny Williamson. Penny? One-tenth of a dime. Oh, Penny. And uh, Mr. Williamson? There's no Mr. Williamson. The war. Oh, children? Two. Deejee, she's going on 13, and Sue, she's eight. Is that all? That's enough. Now, if you'll please uh, excuse... Is Mrs. Williamson employed? Real estate. Williamson and Wiggins. Although Mr. Wiggins likes to think of it as Wiggins and Williamson. Now, if you'll uh, please... Could I see Mrs. Williamson? I'm sorry, but she's late and she's got her hands full. I think it's toads today. Toads? Toads. Toads. <laughs> 
Sue's got another box in our bedroom. There's something inside of it. I could hear it scratching all night. It's toads again. I'll die. I'll go stark raving mad. Gigi, I told you it can't be toads. I banned toads last week. Sue, come out here. I want you to know that I'm at the end of my rope, Mother. I just can't go on sleeping in a zoo. Now, Gigi. Oh, here you are, Sue. Mother, it got out. Gigi, did you let my lizard out of the box? Oh, lizards? The one day of the year when I have to look my absolute best, I spend a sleepless night with lizards. Gigi, go take your shower. I may drown myself. <laughs> Sue, what did I tell you the other day? Which day? Uh, Thursday. On Thursday, you told me a lady always washes the bathroom after using it. <laughs> Friday, then. On Friday, you told me a lady would never say, I'd like to kick Freddie Nagel's teeth out. <laughs> then it was Saturday I told you about keeping things in your room. Now, what did I say? On Saturday, you told me I couldn't keep toads, snakes, or spiders in my room anymore. Well, you never mentioned lizards once. <laughs> All right. I'm mentioning lizards now, and to be on the safe side, I might as well include elephants, lions, tigers, bears. How about giraffes? Giraffes. Mrs. <laughs> Williamson, breakfast is ready. Uh, right away, Margaret. Come on, Sue. Hurry up, D.G. <laughs> Sue, don't gulp your orange juice. Sip it. Enjoy it. What if a person enjoys gulping it? <laughs> well, I know. A lady doesn't gulp her orange juice. That's right. Boy, a lady sure doesn't have much fun out of life. <laughs> Any mail for me, Mother? Yes. I thought you told me you stopped answering advertisements. Well, I did, but some of the returns are still coming in. She had her fingers crossed, Mother. D.G.? Mother, when I made my promise, I already had one letter written, and I mailed just that one. Pass the cow juice, please. Sue! <laughs> Milk. <laughs> Here. Mother? Yes? Do you think I look a little like Greer Garson? Only when you're about to sneeze. <laughs> oh, see who it is, D.G., while I talk to Margaret. All right, Mother. Margaret, when you're doing Sue's bedroom today, be careful where you put your feet. Why? There's a lizard in there. I quit. Oh, Margaret. Mother, I can see who it is from the window. Mrs. Duncan. Oh, dear. Margaret, I'll make Sue find the lizard before she goes to school. Let her in, D.G. And Sue, when Mrs. Duncan is here, don't you dare mention any of the family problems or troubles. You, you know what Mrs. Duncan is. Yeah. The FBI of Middleton. <laughs> We're in the dining room, Mrs. Duncan. Oh, Penny, darling, forgive me for barging in like this. I just wanted to borrow a cup of flour. Hello, Ida. Like some coffee? Why, thank you. I won't be stepping a foot out of the kitchen until uh, you... Sue, will you go to your room now and take care of that little matter Margaret is talking about? Oh, what little matter? Is there something wrong? Are you in trouble? Just a lizard on the loose. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Mice, I consider, in the line of duty. But lizards, All no. right, all right, Martha. Remember, not a foot out of the kitchen. My, she sounds so disgruntled. Almost as if she hadn't been paid lately. <laughs> she has, Ida. Well, no, she hasn't, Mother. The check you gave her bounced. What? <laughs> Penny, you need money. Oh, no, Ida, no. I must have forgotten to transfer them from the savings account. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, sugar? Oh, thank you, dear, but I never use it. You should. 
Oh, really, Penny? I don't see how you manage as well as you do. Not that it isn't beginning to show a little. The strain, I mean. You do look tired. I don't feel tired. Well, I suppose a pretty widow like yourself does go out a great deal, and there's no getting away from it. Late hours will tell on the person. I really wouldn't know, Ida. Oh, my dear. <laughs> All right, I confess everything. I've been leading a wild, mad life. That last church bingo party was a killer. <laughs> the one Judge Grundle took you to? Yes. Oh, when are you planning to marry him? Oh, Ida, I'm not planning anything. Well, if you do, I dread to think of how Mr. Wiggins will take it. I have no plans about Judge Grundle or Mr. Wiggins. After all, I've got two children already. Oh, and why on earth should you have plans, my dear? Neither one of them holds a candle to that handsome, distinguished-looking gentleman who called on you yesterday. I just happened to be looking out of my window, and I saw D.G. let him come in. You can't see our front door from your window. No, I ran outside. Oh, well, I... <laughs> I, mean, I, I walked out front to rake the leaves. Well, and... I'm sure I don't know. D.G., who was here yesterday? Uh, yes, tell your mother, dear. Well, I wasn't keeping... Uh, any... Just a second, D.G. Well, Ida, if you've finished your coffee, I'll get that. I'll flower. have another cup. Oh. Mother, I wasn't keeping anything from you. I was just going to surprise you. Mr. Clark was the reason I wanted to look beautiful today. Mr. Clark? Uh, that's Judge Grundle. I saw his car drive up. Oh, I'll let him in. My, he certainly calls on you early. He's driving me to work. My car's in the garage. Oh, what devotion. We must keep this Mr. Clark a deep secret from him. Oh, really, Ida? There's no... Oh, uh, good morning, Penny, my dear. Hello, Judge. Morning, Ida. Uh, good morning, Judge Clark. Oh, I mean Judge Grundle. How <laughs> gauche of me. I was thinking of another Penny's friend. Judge Clark? Who's Judge Clark? Oh, it isn't Judge Clark. It's a Mr. Clark, and I don't even know him. Fiji, who is Mr. Clark? Well, he's a famous artist, Mother, and he's going to paint my portrait. He usually charges $150, but he's positive... $150? He's positive mine won't cost a thing, because he's positive the Child and Family magazine will buy it for a cover. D.G. It was the last advertisement I answered, Mother. I'll tell you right now, Mr. Clark is not going to paint your portrait. Where is he? Well, he's staying at the Grandview Hotel, but she... As soon as I get to the office, I'll phone him. I found my lizard. Thank you, dear. Hello, Judge Grandle. Hello, my dear little Susan. And where did you find the lizard? I'll go get my hat. He was in the closet laying eggs. <laughs> he was laying eggs? <laughs> no, I don't think he was laying eggs. I think she was. Why do you think that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, why do I... it's, uh, it's like chickens. The man rooster doesn't lay eggs. The lady hen does. Why do you suppose that is? Uh, well, it's, um, well, that's just the way things are. Why? Well, because she lizards and hens can lay eggs. He lizards and he chickens can't. Men can't do much, can they? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know I'm what... ready, Judge. Uh, thank heaven. Goodbye, Judge Grundle. The next time you call, we'll have another interesting talk about sex. <laughs> We're past...
passing the Grandview Hotel, Penny. Uh, did you want to stop and talk to that clock fellow? Well, I should, but... Oh, no, I'm late. I'll call him from the office. Now, if D.G. had a father, you wouldn't have to handle this little problem. As I've said to you before. As I've said to you before. No proposals right after breakfast, Judge Grundle. Judge Grundle. Penny, is there someone else? Is it Horace Wiggins? It's not Mr. Wiggins. He proposes to you, doesn't he? Well... No, no, don't tell me he doesn't. Many's the time I've gone past your office and seen him down on his knees in front of you. Why, Judge Grundle, I didn't know you had a jealous bone in your body. Well, I, I haven't. But for years, I've wondered why Horace Wiggins' pants have the baggiest knees in Middleton. <laughs> now I know. Judge Grundle, I don't take your proposals lightly. I think you're a wonderful catch for some woman. You're a regular pillar of society. Please don't think of me as a pillar. Think of me as a man. Somehow it's easier to think of you as a pillar. Oh. Say, um, I wonder if that painter fellow D.G. talked about would be interested in doing an oil of me. I could uh, put it in the courtroom. You already have a nice picture of George Washington. I could move him over. We're coming to my office, Judge. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for driving me downtown. At your service. As for having your portrait painted, why don't you get our own Ed Hazeltine to paint you? Ed Hazeltine? Mm -hmm. He paints bonds. Oh, he painted a wonderful picture of the Browns' prize-winning bull last year. Well, I am not a bull. <laughs> and besides, that wasn't a bull he painted. It was a cow. It was? Yes. No wonder Sue is so confused. <laughs> now, if she had a father... I know. She'd recognize Bull when she heard it. I mean, God. I mean, goodbye, Judge. <laughs> Codfish and Beans, John L. Sullivan and Fred Allen, Harvard and MIT. As unrelated as these things seem, they all have something in common. Mm -hmm. They are all important parts of our American heritage and all native to Massachusetts. But more than the home of food and fighters, Massachusetts has been the home of liberty and freedom since 1620 when the Pilgrim Fathers arrived on the Mayflower to make the first permanent white settlement at Plymouth, and the home of three United States presidents, poets such as Longfellow and novelist Herman Melville. But Massachusetts is still more. Mm -hmm. It's summers at Martha's Vineyard or on the Cape. It's standing on the bridge at Concord and watching the Middlesex farmers take up arms in April of 75. It's Boston's famous department store, not by Lean's, but Raymond's where you bought the hat. <laughs> Massachusetts is the biggest tea party in history, and the tidy chickadee. The hush of winter's first snow falling on the old north church near the common, and the bloom of the mayflower, almost before the last snow melts. Massachusetts is many things to many people. To all Americans, it's the birthplace of our nation. <laughs> Now for Act Two of the Penny Singleton Show. 
We are at the real estate agency where Penny works. Mr. Wiggins, her partner, is in the office as Penny enters. Good morning, Mr. Wiggins. Morning, Penny. How come our friend Blind Justice drove you to work this morning? <laughs> My car's in the garage, and I don't think you should refer to a judge like that. Oh, uh, excuse me. Wiggins and Williamson. Uh-uh. The name of this firm is Williamson and Wiggins, just the way it was when my husband owned half of it. Now, Penny, I... Oh, uh, excuse me just a moment, sir. Penny, just last week we had a long talk. We and went... we agreed that whichever one of us had the most sales would have his name come first. All right, Which so... Which one of us has the best sales record? Hello? This is Williamson and Wiggins. <laughs> no, you got the wrong number. Now, Penny, we I... We had an agreement. But I was... Uh... If we were married, we wouldn't have this problem. Penny. Penny, my dearest. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Mr. Wiggins, get up off your knees. <laughs> well, I'm serious. All you want to do is marry the Williamson out of Williamson and Wiggins. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll call the firm the, the Wiggins is a real estate agency. You'll be the Z of the Wiggins is a Z. I'd rather be the double Z of the business. Oh, doggone it, Penny. Look, what are you doing? I'm, I'm still proposing. I'm making a phone call for DG. What's the trouble around here? There's too many personal phone calls during the day. Yeah, I remind you again. Oh, just a second, Mr. Wiggins. Grandview Hotel, Mr. Clark, please. Yes, I'll wait. May I remind you again of my sales record last month, Mr. Wiggins? Well, can I help it if I'm not as cute as you are? Oh. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Clark, this is Mrs. Williamson, and I... No, this isn't DG. This is DG's mother. What? Oh, my voice isn't as young as that. <laughs> hmm? Does my face match my voice? Oh, no. Well, we've never met, but I certainly can't lie to you. It does. <laughs> what? You mean my portrait would be a sure thing for the cover of the American Mother? Uh, Penny, Penny, well, is, is that Fiji's painter? Yes. Yeah. Oh. What? You'll be at my house at three? All right, we'll talk it over then. Bye. Mr. Wiggins, where'd you hear about him? Uh, when I came to the stoplight at your corner, Ida Duncan was crossing the road. Uh, uh, I was talking to your Mr. Clark just before you came in, and he said he was certain he could get my picture on the cover of Business World. <laughs> uh, Ida also said you had lizards in your house. You haven't paid your maid. You're broke. Been out gadding every night, and... She said all this in the time it took the light to turn green? Well, she can tell about two different things at the same time. <laughs> when she talks about one thing, she uses sign language about the other. Oh, Mr. Wiggins, look at the time. I'd better phone Charmaine at the beauty parlor and make an appointment for right away. Penny, you're not quitting for the day. Mr. Wiggins, if I'm to represent the typical American mother, I owe it to my country to look my best. <laughs> works, Charmaine. A complete overhaul. Okay. Oh, Charmaine, why are your fingers bandaged? Well, I should have known better than massage Mrs. Duncan's face when she was talking. She bit me. <laughs> Did you have a doctor take care of him? Not only that, but I stopped at the vet's and got a rabies shot. <laughs> Gee, I don't think you look worried, Mrs. Williamson. Should I look worried? Well, if I was on the brink of starvation and bankruptcy, I'd look worried. My dearest friend, Ida. That's what she said. How about a mud pack today, Mrs. Williamson? I got some wonderful new mud in. It's called River Bottom Bomb. <laughs> How much is it? Ten dollars a bottle. 
$10 for a bottle of mud? Yeah. No wonder real estate's still so high. <laughs> Say, I'm having my portrait painted with a mud pack on for the cover of the beautician's magazine, let's face it. Oh? <laughs> Mr. Clark says he usually sells his portraits to magazines, and that way he don't have to charge the people nothing. He says I'm a cinch for the cover if I wear the mud pack. I suppose Mrs. Duncan told you about Mr. Clark. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's got him so much business, he's trying to find a regular studio. My goodness, my attic would be just perfect. As soon as you're finished, I'll phone Margaret and tell her to straighten it up. Mrs. Duncan's even going to have her portrait done. She is? Yeah, for the cover of the bird magazine. Isn't <laughs> that a kick? I'll bet the rest of the birds fly south earlier this year. <laughs> Margaret, you've done a wonderful job with the attic. It's a real artist studio. <laughs> well, uh, I'll bet Deedee will be happy when she knows you're going to let her have her portrait painted. She already is. I called her at school. Uh, Mother? Uh-oh, there she is now. We're in the attic, dear. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that could stand thrown out, Mrs. Williamson. Oh, Mother. Gosh, I just can't tell you how happy I am. Well, darling, I, I talked to your Mr. Clark and... We had such a nice voice. Oh, Mrs. Williamson, I've been meaning to ask you. Would you mind telling me what this is? What? Oh, that. Oh, well, that's the painting I did of Gigi when she was little. I remember that. That's funny. One eye is blue and the other's brown. I ran out of blue paint. <laughs> well, you want to keep this thing? No, I guess we'd better throw it out. Oh, maybe that's Mr. Clark. I'll answer it. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of excited about all this myself, you are? Uh-huh. You see, I, I finally called Mr. Clark, too. I told him who I was and what I did, and he got a wonderful idea. He thinks he can sell my portrait to the old Dutch cleanser people. <laughs> well, how nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mrs. Williamson, there's just one thing bothering me, though, and I... I uh, well, um, I know you can't afford to have me work for you any longer, and... What? Well, well, I've got some money saved, Miss Williamson, and I could stay on without oh, you paying me. Oh, bless any... your heart, Margaret. Ida Duncan came back here after I left, didn't she? No. No, when I brought your car back from the garage, I passed Mrs. Duncan in her car. She was uh, also getting to something about wild parties when we come to the end of the street. I, I couldn't quite hear the rest of what she said. The fire hydrant she knocked over made too much noise. <laughs> oh, dear. D.G., who's at the door? It's only Judge Grundle. Oh, well, what, what sort of talk is that? Only Judge Grundle. She's dying for Mr. Clark to come. Oh. I didn't expect to see you here, Judge. And, Ma, you've still got your robe on. Yes. Well, I called that Clark fellow, and he said something about the cover of the Barrister's Annual. Ooh, Penny. Uh, that's Ida. Uh, hello, Penny. Hello, Mr. Wiggins uh. and Ida. My, I hope that's Mr. Clark now. Hello, Wiggins. Hello, Grundle. <laughs> well, thanks to Margaret, I've had a completely shattering day. And just what I've ordered to look my best for the cover of the bird magazine. <laughs> don't worry, Ida. You don't have to do anything to look like a... Uh, what were you going to say, Mr. Wiggins? Well, I was going to say it looked like a crow, but I thought better of it. Hello, <laughs> everybody. Who are you? Me, Charmaine. Oh, I didn't recognize you with your mud pack on. <laughs> Nobody else did either. Mother, mother. Deejee, what's the matter? Oh, mother, terrible things. Well, everything's just off. What? Are you Penny Williamson? Yes. You're Mr. Clark? I'm Mr. Jackson. Where's Mr. Clark? In jail. 
Oh, now, now, please, everyone, please. Mr. Jackson, I don't understand. Who are you? Well, I'm Mr. Jackson of Jackson Publications. We publish such magazines as The Child and the Family, Let's Face It, The Bird Magazine. Oh, that's me. Uh, this clerk has been using our magazines as an inducement for people to have their portraits painted. What's wrong with that? Yes, after the magazines use the portraits, we get them back and we don't have to pay for them. That's what he said, Mr. Jackson. Well, you see, Clark makes a fortune out of people like you. He knows we turn his stuff down, so then he charges the people $150 anyway. The people usually pay up because they don't want others to know what fools they've been. Oh, no. You see, folks, we've been after this man for years, but he's moved pretty quietly. Fortunately, here in Middleton, some old gossip spread the word around so much we spotted him. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, Mother, I told everybody at school. My picture on the cover... Oh, I'll never be able to face him. I can't go back. Now is the time, Penny, when you need a man. Yes, Penny, I would... Now uh... is the time I need to be alone. Judge Grundle, would you take everybody downstairs? Perhaps you'd like me to... Uh, uh, you know, let, let's go, everybody. Family matter. Family matter, come along. Well, you don't have to push, well, Judge. Right, you don't I can make it out of my own. <laughs> DG. DG, come here, dear. Don't cry. I, I tell you, Mother, I, I won't be able to face him. They'll laugh, and you're afraid, too. D.G., once when I was just about your age, I told everybody at school I was going to be in the movies. I, I just made it up. I guess I wanted to be important. That night I realized that, well, when they found out it wasn't true, they were going to laugh at me. And they did. It didn't last long. I lived. And I grew up, met a very nice man, your father, married him, and had two very nice children. We lived through these things, Beachy. But <clears throat> Mrs. Williamson. Oh. Oh, I didn't know you were still here, Mr. Jackson. I didn't mean to intrude. I I started to leave when I saw this. What? This uh, painting. Oh, that. Yes, I, I tried to paint a picture of DG once. Well, it might be an interesting angle. Yes. Very good. Perfect for the child and the family. I don't know what you mean. Well, a portrait of a child by her mother. And you know something else? This picture is almost an American primitive, just like a Grandma Moses. You mean my picture really on the cover? Might be arranged. Mother. Call me Grandma Penny. <laughs> mother, mother, mother. Oh, what is it, Sue? My lizard eggs. They all hatch. Lizards are all over the place. <laughs> Mr. Jackson, excuse me. I'm right back to where I left off this morning. Certainly. Sue, what did I tell you about keeping things in your room? You never mention eggs even once. <laughs> oh, dear, we'll start over. No lizard, no lizard eggs, no toad, no toad eggs, no tiger, no tiger eggs, no lion, no lion eggs,
Singleton Show features Gail Gordon, Jim Backus, Sarah Selby, B. Benaderet, Louise Fitch, Bill Johnstone, Mary Lee Robb, Sheila James, and Dick Ryan. The music was composed and conducted by Von Dexter. The Penny Singleton Show is written and directed by Robert Soderbergh and stars Penny Singleton. Good night. Keep well. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for